What is the future of work in this century? What will it be like for workers going forward? Well, what's happening right now in Alabama might have a really enormous impact on that. Nearly 6,000 Amazon warehouse workers in the state of Alabama are right now awaiting the preliminary results of a unionization vote, which could be released at any moment by the National Labor Relations Board in the United States. And this is the most significant organized labor vote of the Internet age. If successful, it could spark a union wildfire for everything broadly categorized as e-commerce in the United States. If it starts with Amazon, maybe it'll move to Walmart. Maybe it'll move to any other number of sectors in the e-commerce area? And will it possibly move north of the border? Amazon's Canadian operations, which employs 23,000 workers, are not unionized. In Canada, the company currently operates 13 fulfillment centers, or warehouse distribution centers, just a fancy way of saying that, there's two sorting centers as well. Most of those operations are here in Ontario. Also, a number of them are in British Columbia. Amazon says it will build more. Deborah D'Angelis is the Canadian spokesperson for the United Food and Commercial Workers Union and joins me on the line. Deborah, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Alan. What an exciting time. Is it an exciting time? Do you have... Do you have hopes that this vote will go through in Alabama and will have an impact here? Absolutely. Uh, we're really optimistic. I think workers are, you know, during COVID, stepped forward because their health and safety was at jeopardy, because they don't have sick days, because they were being fired for no reasons. And so those workers in Alabama stepped forward um, and got on this journey to bring a union into the workplace. Uh, is the same thing happening in Canada? Well, we've seen the unionization rate in Canada go up to 34 uh, percent in 2020. So that's pretty exciting news. And as well, in Canada, a lot of workers continue to call us uh, about improving the working conditions at work, whether it's for health and safety reasons or whether it's because they have no sick days in the middle of a pandemic or whether it's because they need a voice at work. They're calling unions more than ever. I think a lot of people are surprised that this is happening in Alabama, which is, I believe, a right-to-work state. So it has very different labor laws than we would have here in Canada. Why is this happening? Why is this push happening in Alabama and not here in Ontario, for example? Well, listen, um, I mean, historically, when things are really bad, workers have no other option but to try to bring unions into their workplaces. Um, in Ontario, we have legislation that is um, maybe an, a, a little bit more fair for workers. Uh, and so workers are leveraging that and coming to unions to represent them or coming to a union and asking about their rights at work or coming to a union to see if the union can improve their working conditions. But is that is that the best way forward? Is that the best way forward for Amazon in Canada? As you point out, the uh, legislation around work conditions is vastly different here than it would be in Alabama. Oh, absolutely. But any time that you go to work and your voice is not being heard, any time that you go to work and you don't have paid sick days, any time that you go to work and you're feeling unsafe, pick up the phone, call a union. It's the option for workers. 
Well, okay, but what if you don't have a union? What what are you attempting? Is it your organization uh, attempting to organize a union with within the Amazon facilities in Brampton? We've got lots of calls. We get calls pretty much daily from workers in the retail and the gig economy and Amazon asking what are their options? Can they come, you know, can they come together and vote a union? In Ontario, the rule is uh, that the majority of the workers have to sign confidential union cards. And after that, there's a secret ballot vote. Obviously, it's COVID, so it's all digital now. In Alabama, they mailed in their ballots, so it's a little bit more difficult. But yeah, workers are calling every single day to see what their what their choices are, what their avenue is to get a voice at work. Are you suggesting that, and I'll just again focus in on Amazon because that's what we're talking about in Alabama, uh, do you believe that there is a union drive in the Brampton warehouses of Amazon? I believe that we have, we have, and I can tell you, we've received calls from pretty much a lot of the, um, in the Mississauga, Brampton, right across Canada, Amazon location. And would it be the UFCW that would ultimately represent workers in that kind of a facility, or would it be a different union? Well, I'm, I can only speak from UFCW. We have received calls from workers. Now, the majority of the workers have to sign confidential union cards in, in order for us to move forward. What is the future for gig economy workers in North America, and how much importance do you place on what happens in Alabama? Well, listen, legislation has, labor laws have not kept up with what is going on in the real world, which includes um, the gig economy. Um, You know, the laws still need to get better to include gig workers who are often not classified as employees at all. Right. Uh, some gig workers don't even make minimum wage. So the labor laws need to need to get better uh, in regards to representing workers. Deborah, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for helping us sort of sort through. Uh, you know, we, we, we see what's happening in the United States and it's not the same here, but there are some parallels. So I really appreciate you helping us sort this out. Still exciting days. Thanks for ha- having me, Alan. Thank you. Take care. That is Deborah D'Angelis, who is the Canadian spokesperson for the United Food and Commercial Workers Union. Let me let me tell you this about what is happening in the United States, for example. The National Labor Relations Board, that is the same board that is at any moment now going to give us the preliminary results of what's happening in Alabama. That board has investigated multiple complaints from former Amazon employees saying that the company has intimidated or fired them for organizing either a walkout or a protest. Coming up tomorrow on the Alan Carter Radio Program, I'm so excited. We're going to have Alec McGillis, who is an author who's got a new book out called Fulfillment. Are you an Amazon Prime subscriber? You you, you have the thing? And, and every once in a while, you just think, you know what I need is I need, what did we order the other day? It's something dumb. Oh, I ordered, this is what I ordered. I ordered a mic stand or a phone stand, you know, for so I can prop my phone up because I'm on so many silly meetings that I have to be on camera for. And I just did the old clickety-clickety-clack on. And I know as I do it, I'm filled with guilt because I know what this means. First of all, I'm not buying it from a, a local shop and local retailer. Don't at me. I should be. But what does it what does it mean that I press click here and then 24 hours later it shows up on my front doorstep? Makes me feel good. 
But what's A, the cost to the environment? What's B, the cost to workers? And am I hollowing things out to a point where, yeah, I feel fulfilled, but what does it mean for the rest of us? 